Grace, mercy, and peace be multiplied unto you from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The, talk, uh, the text chosen for our meditation comes from Paul's letter to the Galatians, chapter 5, verse 13. For you were called to freedom. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through the love, through love, serve one another. So far the text. In the name of our Lord and our Savior, dear Christian friends. It is the hymn, My Country Tis of Thee, that was written by Samuel Smith in 1832, that ends in the first stanza with the words that have provided the theme for our worship service this morning and for our sermon as well. From every mountainside, let freedom ring. Thank God that freedom still rings in our blessed land of ours and is granted by the Constitution of the Bill of Rights. That's why we're celebrating the anniversary of our nation's independence in our worship service this morning here at church and not through some political observance in a public park is a case in point. But there's no denying, however, that it is the American life today that freedom is often abused. It is pushed by some irresponsible extremes. We have seen this for the last month in city after city after city in our nation. Then one group or, an, or the individual ends up suffering as a result of another groups of individuals' irresponsibility assertion of what that claim to be their freedom. But in scripture, he reminded us that our Lord Jesus Christ is the one that truly sets us free. Through the atoning sacrifice for the sins on the cross, he has set us free from their eternal consequence. And through his glorious resurrection from the dead, he has freed us for new lives with him as children of our loving Father in heaven. Now the Apostle Paul comes to us to instruct us this morning regarding the proper enjoyment of our freedom in Jesus Christ and our helpful use of the freedom as it relates to others. He says, brothers and sisters, you were called to be free. But don't use your freedom to indulge in sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. This morning, we consider Paul's words together as they apply to our American freedoms. And we will listen also in other words of Scripture that urges us to use our freedom to serve others in love. Yes, we begin with the American freedoms that we as American Christians surely value the most, and that is freedom of religion. It's guaranteed in the First Amendment of the Bill of Rights. Some today, of course, are working to make this a guaranteed freedom from religion. We know that prayer has been removed from the agenda of public schools, 
And now the displays of religious symbols such as the Ten Commandments, the Christian Christmas manger scenes, crosses in public, in public settings are under attack. I don't think that this is something which we should get too excited about. It is what we should expect from an increasing secular and humanistic society. We need to remember that people is, are not going to be brought to Christ by formal religious practices that are no more than a social veneer. We need to remember that a cross on a hill will not turn the irreligious to Christ. So we should focus our, our, our concern on safeguarding the political freedom that guarantees our freedom to come to here, to our, to our church, to worship our Lord, which worship leads to service to him and to one another in willing responses to our call, to his call. Far from freeing us from religion, our faith in Christ leads us to worship God in spirit and in truth. The letter to the Hebrews invites us to draw near to the Lord with sincere hearts, with full assurance of faith, having your heart sprinkled to cleanse us from the guilty consciences and having our bodies washed with pure water. In the process, it encourages us to not give up our meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but to come together to encourage one another all the more as we see the day of Christ's return is drawing near. As we value and defend our right of freedom of worship, we must, we must value and defend it as a right of all, of all Americans. But that does not mean that we must conclude that however people are led to worship will be right and good for them. We are called and freed by Christ not to, not to just worship him, but also to represent him as we proclaim his love to others. And while we must respect their religious rights, we need to be ready as the Holy Spirit gives us opportunity to speak to other people, to give the reason for the hope that is in us in Christ Jesus. It is through that kind of witness, whether it be public or private, that the Holy Spirit leads people to repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. Here, that leads us to another consideration of our freedom of speech guaranteed under that First Amendment. It is probably the freedom of speech more than any other freedom that has been abused in our American society. Under the guise of freedom of speech, people are slandered and they're vilified. Animosity speech, the literary entertainment world produced profane and pornographic materials that appear to the most base human instincts, encouraging immorality of every kind. And we have to confess, too, that often from even our tongues are used to speak the hurt feelings and the sensibilities of those people around us, and may even mislead them to the direction in their lives. 
And when we live under Christ's forgiving love, we are free to deal with this difficult matter of controlling our tongues. St. Paul tells the Ephesians, do not let unwholesome talk come from your mouth, but only what is helpful building up others according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And think of what that says to us. Our freedom of speech ends not only at the point at which it hurts us to them. And this truly is a challenge, to use our freedom of speech responsibly as Christians. And this same as is true with that freedom to pursue, pursue happiness by working a trade or a business or a profession of our choice by which we want to make a living for ourselves and for our families. There's a lot of competition in the area of American life today, isn't there? People want a share of that American pie and more, and so there's people who are stepping on others in effort to get ahead. There are sharp practices that take advantage of the unwary. There is dishonesty in advertising and in dealing. There are not many controls placed under this competition. After all, they say it's a free market. It's a free market system. And when we are honest with ourselves, we must, con we must confess that we too often are caught up in the world's attitude of looking out for good old number one. And when we know of Christ's forgiveness and, and he becomes number one in our lives, we are taken beyond competition to honesty, and beyond honesty, a concern for others, that other person. In Philippians, Paul challenges us, each one should not only look to their own interests, but also to the interest of others. It is as we learn to look at the true interest of others in Jesus' name that we learn to use our freedom to serve one another in love. Finally, this morning, let's consider two related freedoms that are becoming more and more significant in today's unsettled and threatening American society. The first is the freedom to defend ourselves from those who would harm us. Our legal system do give us that right, and people are exercising it. And the second is the if second freedom is to seek redress of grievances and laws of our courts and being kept busy, and our courts are being kept busy with those. These twin freedoms are our right as American citizens, and there are many loud voices urging us to assert. But as citizens of the kingdom of our Lord, we hear other voices that urge us on a different way, a better way. We hear Jesus himself say to us, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Now what he is asking or urging us is not easy, is it? But Jesus is telling us that in our life in him, we are free to proclaim and to practice peace, even in situations which threatens us. And we hear St. Paul say, do not take revenge, 
but leave things to God. For it is written, it is mine to revenge. I will repay, saith the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In so doing, you will heap coals of burning fire on his head. Now that's not easy. But in Christ, we are free to refuse to be overcome by evil. And instead, we may learn to imitate him in aiming at overcoming evil with good. And in the process, perhaps help others to find their true freedom in him. Let freedom ring. We can say that happily today. And we can say it thankfully. For our freedoms are God's good gifts to us. And it is important that we say it with commitment to express our freedom as Americans as American in responsible ways. More important, though, is that we let Christian freedom ring. Then through faith in him who truly has set us free, we will serve him freely, one to another in love. And our lights, that light that's on a hill, will shine and others will see our good deeds and be glad and we'll be led to give glory to our Father in heaven. Amen.